Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lafondra looking to get side of Vaughn. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome back to a, another edition of the Elm Park Royals podcast brought to you, of course, by our lovely friends over at Blue Collar Street Food. We're reviewing a rather dull game. There's no other way really to put it. Um Obviously, we were playing Preston last night. We did lose 2-1. It wasn't the best of games. But to talk about this not of best of games, I've got two very, very good people on. We've got Paul Mann on today. How are you doing, Paul? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm in Norfolk at the moment, so I watched it on Sky. But, uh, yes, yeah, a bit of a flat one, isn't it? Let's not pretend that we're going to, like, jazz this one up and make it into, like, an amazing performance when we were unlucky. wasn't really like that, was it? Um, no, but I'm sure Dave, Dave, we've also got Dave Stevens over on, on who's obviously over in the States. He actually really enjoyed the first half seemingly. <laughs> All right. So for a start, uh, let's just confess up front. Uh, yeah, I was doing the tweets through UPR yesterday and, uh, yeah, I was kind of distracted in the first half cause it was work hours here and I was doing a bit of work at the same time. Every time I looked up, we seemed to be in the final third of Preston's half and I thought we were having a bit of a go, um, Everyone let me know that I was maybe watching a different game. So I'll I'll accept <laughs> that. But uh yeah. My my the only performance worse than mine on the tweets last night was uh Relling's on the pitch. So there we go. I would have I would have loved to have been in your world of seeing a brilliant first half because yeah, I didn't see it, but <laughs> yeah. in, in future just just glance up every couple of minutes and uh it's a completely different story. Yeah top tip for all reading fans there when you're bored at a game just yeah just glance up every few minutes and uh all will be fine all will be well <laughs> um talking a little bit kind of about the pre-game um obviously we came off um a nil nil at Luton again it wasn't it, it it was it was fine it was it was nil nil but I think there was a lot of talk about kind of changes that potentially could have come in for Preston um and we actually made two changes. Loom came straight back in the team um, for Oviajaria, and McIntyre came back in for Mbengue. Paul, kind of with, with those changes, and obviously Ince was making all this noise about, what was it, three three games in six days, two changes and no kind of change in the attacking third. What were your thoughts coming into it? I was a bit confused because when you look at the players that we've got on the bench, Mbengue... Fauna, Guinness Walker, Ijaria, Lucas Jow, Long. I mean, you could have easily swapped all those players in last night and you wouldn't have thought 
that's a bit brave because in the situation around which you just mentioned you need to swap it up a little bit because we need some freshness in the team and Ince was saying we look tired well put some of these players in it might not have worked it might be been exactly the same we'll never know but at least try that I mean I find it frustrating when we're watching the team at the moment because we have Andy Carroll starting up front. And Andy Carroll's been a fantastic sign for us in many ways, but in so many ways he limits the team, doesn't he? I mean, I'm going to let Dave talk about this now, but it is a bit of a worry, isn't it, going forward? Yeah, I, I think the um, it, it's not Andy Carroll is a bad striker or we shouldn't have signed Andy Carroll. Like you say, it's we play a, a different way with him. Uh, we, we don't play the way that we would want to necessarily that's been successful at home in the past. Um, I don't know whether it's a mentality thing. I don't know whether things just haven't clicked, but y- you're right. There, there's something different about it. Um, you, you look at the last home game, which surprise, surprise, we won. Um, who started? There we go. Uh, Lucas Schwab. Uh I, I don't want to jump ahead here. I won't. I promise. I'll keep it short. But is it just me? Or do you get the same feeling, both of you, that when Carol's up front, especially last night, we were whipping crosses in, which is not really what he does. He doesn't get on the end of whip crosses. And then when he went off, which again, I've jumped ahead, but when he went off, we started like floating the ball in, which is like his bread and butter. I don't think that's the first game I've seen that in as well. Are we are we just reversing our tactics here? Am I am I mad? Help me out here. It's an interesting one that because um, yeah no like the, the one thing certainly we, that we haven't seen with Carol at the moment is Carol actually in the box too much. I mean I I'm not going to lie I can't actually really remember many shots that Carol Carol has had. When he's been on the pitch, there's been a couple of headers. There was obviously one at Luton that he probably should have done what he should have done better with. You know, and his only goal so far has come from penalty. You know, so it's... Uh-huh. it's yeah, he had the second against uh, Bristol City. Yes, he so, did, actually. Yes, he did. Um, yeah. And actually, that that was a bit of a... Actually, no, no, that wasn't a whip cross, was it? Was it? That was slid three from long. Uh, all across the ball. Uh, yeah. All across the floor, yeah. Yeah, actually, apart apart from that one, then yeah. your point was yeah. was correct up until that game, though. So yes, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it, it it was going so well, it was going so well, and then just crashed off the face of the earth. Um, but no, it's it's it's, it's an interesting one, and I think really yesterday when, when you were looking kind of at the team news with all the noise that kind of like like say that Ince was making about you know the 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 team that we've got, and it's it's not like the situation we had at the start of the season where we've got no bench, like Paul said, we've got players their accomplished players you know good players that could have been swapped in you know um you could have had long and mate up front maybe would have given a bit more of a pressing opportunity i don't know but um it's easy to criticize obviously after a game or pick holes in it but yeah like i after seeing the loot and display i was kind of in the switch out carol camp i have to say so seeing him i was yeah i would would have rather seen someone else Thing is, though, I think a lot of people have realised before the game, if you want to get a Preston, you're going to have to pressurise them. You're going to have to push up against them. And we didn't have any of that in the team in the first half at all. There was no energy. And if you're going to have players like 
Shane Long in the team, Fauna, you've got a little bit more energy. Lucas Zhao, admittedly, you're not probably going to get that. That is not part of his game, running around and like chasing lost causes. He doesn't really do that very often. But I, I think with Zhao this season, I think we've just been playing completely the wrong style for him. I think if you play the ball to his feet far more frequently, and if we ch- try to do that more, he will score goals. He's proven it over many years. But I think we should like move on to the first half because that was a non-event, really, wasn't it, Matt? There was one chance was, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say move on to the first half, maybe the second half, <laughs> um, because there was only really one chance in the first half. Like 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 Dave said a bit earlier, like we did have a lot of possession, or it seemed like we had a lot of possession. Um, and kind of in good areas like there was a lot of times when we were press pressuring their box but nothing really happened the only real chance um that happened in the game i think it was a cross from it was the cross from the left hand side from brady and it comes into pots it was actually wing back to wing back um and pots i, I remember pot scored an absolute cracker i think at luton and it was a little bit similar because if he'd have done his mad sideways scissor kick that he did at Luton he might have actually got this but um I mean Paul what was your thoughts when that came into the box uh goal <laughs> I thought <laughs> absolutely certain that with Preston were going to score there uh, we were so slack defensively though I mean we, we can't I cannot sum up how bad that first half was from everyone in the team there wasn't anyone who really came out of credit Lumley because he didn't touch the ball and that was it he only had the save to make right at the end of the first half, but actually it was fine. It was just a routine save. But yeah, and Preston should have scored there and it kind of summed up the whole of the match for us, really. We never really got going in any kind of form or pattern. I never felt that the team was working as a unit. It, it's just frustrating because as I keep saying here, I'm going to say it again, the bench looked better than the first team and that's never a good scenario. You, you need to mix it up slightly and Maybe that's something that, I don't know, maybe Paul Ince is going to realise this as kind of like we need to change it up for Watford. And maybe that's the game when we will see the changes, but that's the higher risk of losing game. Surely it'd been better off doing it for the Preston game when we could have picked up points. But yeah, I'm still a little bit frustrated, as you can tell. I'm giving out ridiculously long answers, which nobody wants to hear. You're doing you're doing a Lansley in this case, which is never a good thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there was nothing really else to discuss in the first half. I think it's it's yeah, it, it was just a very drab, nothing really half. It was like, yeah, thanks for that wasted fourteen or five minutes, Reading FC. Um, the second half did come. Um, there was a rather amusing halftime game, but we won't talk about that. Um, the second half did come um, and relatively quickly Preston established themselves in this in this half. They did come out the better team. And then I think we're not going to talk about the goal straight away because, Dave, there was something just before the goal that probably actually led to the goal. Um, I'm going yeah, to anticipate it was a it was a bit of a McIntyre moment, really, and not a not a good one. Yeah, not, not a Mance-Tyre moment, a McIntyre moment. Um, the the ball comes comes back in uh it's coming in high obviously because it ends in a header i can't remember who from their side pushed it forward but mcintyre decides he's gonna from just outside the 18 he's gonna head it back to lumley so he can pick it up um but with about i don't know what's that 12 feet 
15 feet between them. Um, he heads it about three feet. And uh, the the Preston lad, uh, Reese, I think it is uh, his name, uh, comes sprinting in from behind. I don't think McIntyre really knows that he's there uh, and gets to the ball before Lumley, uh, who does a smart stop with his knee. Um, if you if you watch it back, he, he gets down quickly and and his knee puts it behind for a corner. And you think, well, we've got away with one there. That's what I said to myself. Thankfully, I didn't tweet it because we all know about how the tweeting went last night. But um, the the ball goes out for a corner and you think, right, OK, there's a wake up call. Don't mess around. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> from the corner, it all goes wrong. It does. And I mean, it's something that Reading really have been culpable for quite or really for, I think, this whole season. Corners, we haven't defended well. I think we've actually conceded the most amount of headed chances as well um, this season. Um, and yeah, the corner comes in, it's headed away, but then there's no pressure on the cross that comes in. And I mean, Paul, it's a good cross. It's a good, I guess, drop off the shoulder from Jed Evans and a good header. But I mean, Paul, give us your thoughts on it. I think it's, unfortunately, it's a good header from Jed Adams, isn't it? We can't argue with that. He's taken it really well. People will say, should Lumley do better? I mean, maybe, maybe he should do better. But it's not a clanger. It's not one of those ones when you think to yourself, oh, what's he doing there? That's an absolute nightmare. It's one of those ones that maybe a slightly better, higher calibre of goalkeeper might save. But this is where we are. We've got Joe Lumley. I don't. I still think he's been an excellent signing for us. But Dave, what do you think of it? Yeah, I, th- I think it'd be harsh to overly criticise him for it. Yeah, maybe if he gets across a half second quicker, he can save it. For me, we can't even start talking about Lumley because the the fact that if you watch the, the replay of the goal... Um, you know when when your team scores, one of the best things in football is that there's a massive movement from your team running off to celebrate and then complete static standing still from the defending team that just conceded. When it's against you, it's very annoying, but it also, last night, gave us a chance to see how many people we had around him. I think I counted six Reading defenders that he has snuck in between. And not one of them jumped for the header. Not one of them got their head on it. Criminal, criminal to not at least be going for the ball. Yes, it's a good header, good finish, et cetera, et cetera. But that, for me, is the is the crime. We can talk about Lumley once. All six of those players have answered me why they haven't gone for the ball. And I think one of the big things here is actually Lumley got the defence out of a problem 30 seconds before where he actually saved that that chance that McIntyre completely fluffed. He he spared his blushes there and the defence just gave him no no real help on that. Especially when you think about if if if, if you think about how it's set up, the other thing you could say is like, okay, forget the save. Why doesn't Lumley come and claim the ball? Maybe you could make that criticism. But if you've got a, a defensive line there with five players, you don't want your keeper going up and maybe colliding with your own player. They're supposed to deal with that. And that's the that's the danger. Yeah, no, I think there's no chance really of Lumley coming out and claiming it where it's crossed from. You know, you've got. I, I think really you've you've got. I think it's Hoylet and I think it's Mate out out trying to close down. So you've got two players, you know, trying to close down, but neither of them are almost within five ten yards of 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 the cross coming in. Um, you know, and then like say Chad Evans finds 
finds a yard of space with 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 four or five reading players around him it's you know i think i think to look at look at lumley for that one i think I, I was quite vocal about it last night but i think really when you look at it in hindsight he's he spared the defense 30 seconds before by saving saving a really good chance that you know um it was Potts, wasn't it had i think or uh, no reese sorry had just before which he saves very well um but um but but yeah it's it did make it one nil at that point um and one thing that we saw actually just after that which is very unusual in reading fc and paul ince's tenure a triple substitution um you had lucas joao and shane long coming on and also tyrese fauna loom uh carol and mate all went off so it was almost a pretty much a swap of the attacking line and also loom came off who we won't talk about it too much but he wasn't brilliant last night i think it'd be fair to say um can i just say on loom oh my goodness (laughs) it was it was a bad performance (laughs) i didn't want to dip into it too much a habit forming um he's he's got some positives to his game there's no doubt on that there are some positive he you know, gets the possession back. He can do that. But oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. There are some issues there of just concentration with passing and stupid fouls that he gives away. It's so frustrating because maybe there's something there. Maybe there is. But yeah, yeah, I think we just need to move on because watching just a few moments of him last night, I can totally understand why Paul Lynch just lost his mind when you put the ball out of play about 20 yards away from one of our players. Mm. Well, there's absolutely no pressure on him. And it kind of just sum up the night for me. Just very, very low quality performance from lots of players. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I think I think I think you, Paul, as well as Paul Ince, is going to be having nightmares about last night's performance by Loom. Um, I think, um, but but the the triple substitution was made. Um, it did make it made a bit of a difference. You know, we 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 there was a bit more kind of fizz and a bit bit more of a quickness, bit more pressing. I guess you'd expect that with Shane Long coming onto the pitch um, with the running that he does. Um, but really, the the next kind of real actually big flashpoint was. Um, the penalty we did get a penalty in the I think it was the 68th minute um, and a yeardom running down the right hand side playing nice little one two um, lovely bit of skill as well that took him into the box but we've had a discussion about this we have been probably on the wrong end of certain decisions this season last night Dave may be a bit lucky to get a penalty here what were your thoughts really on the penalty decision yeah, in, in real time, and I was watching very closely this time while stress. Uh in real time, I thought it was a penalty. And then, you know, every time they showed another replay, I was like, uh, cool, well, that was a bit lucky. because <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of contact. Um I mean, you know, you're defending in that position, you've got to be careful because like you can see why the ref gave it. But um, yeah, we probably were lucky. It it's kind of funny that whenever you have a decision go against you. Other fans will say like, "Oh well, 
you know, luck evens out over the season. Don't get, don't go on about it that much. We've kind of seen that in the space of about four games where we've had a couple of penalties we should have had not given. And then we got away with one against Luton. And then we got one last night that we probably shouldn't have. But uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, we, we've talked about it as well. Um, Yadam is the, the master of, uh, going to ground in the right way to uh to to draw the foul or or maybe draw an imaginary foul and get the decision i'm i'm happy with it let's put it that way yeah um it's it's probably i i think my view of it it was it was kind of 50 50 it's one of those where if it's given you kind of think well yeadam's got the right side of the defender brady's given the ref a decision to make by you know hustling at the hustling on his back um but it's probably one if it's not given you probably think oh, it, you know yedom's gone down very easily there it's one of these probably 50 50s i think in my in my eyes but um but lucas steps up after takes a very very good penalty it has to be said keeper goes the right way has absolutely no no chance with it and the stadium lifts there was a really good atmosphere kind of in the stadium after that there was a bit of kind of again a bit, bit more pace in reading's play but my God, when when things come crashing down for Reading, Paul, they come crashing down. And the defence also came crashing down when Preston got their second goal. Yeah, I mean, we had so many opportunities to close this down. You're thinking, yeah, 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 cl- close that down. Cl- cl- close that down. No, no that would be a no, good no, idea. No. Just, just move <laughs> now. Uh, no, no, that's not what you want to do there. <laughs> that was exactly the polar opposite of what we should do. And you're thinking, yeah, it's a it's a great strike there by Chad Evans. I cannot deny that. That is a fantastic strike. Any striker in the championship would be happy with that. Is it the best strike of the season? No, it's not, but it's it's more than good enough. But if you just give anyone that much opportunity to have a strike at goal, they're more than likely to hit it right in the corner. And just T Mac, I, I love T Mac, but last night he didn't have a good game and he's got to close down there. He's got to make it harder at least. He might still score, but he's nowhere near him. And I just find that sometimes with T-Mac, when he makes a mistake in a game, he compounds it. But then he's since other games this season in the championship. I think he's been absolutely fine when playing at centre-back, not at left-back. He should not play there at all. But yeah, I find it really frustrating, that goal, because it was so avoidable. And we're getting into this habit of losing games by one goal. And... I would just so much prefer to have that point. It might be dull. It might be like, why didn't we go for the win? But I mean, what do you think about that, Dave? Would you like see us like to not be defensive, but just a little bit more tight in the defense? Yeah, hundred percent on that. It, it's not about. I don't want us to. Okay, we get the equalizer, so then we dig in and sit back and try and defend the the point, but. Just whatever you do, just don't then throw it away. You've got yourself back into it. Just a bit of defensive rigidity. It, it wasn't like, yeah, it was a good finish, but like the like we said, that the chance shouldn't have presented itself because it should have been closed down. Um, I don't think Mbengue did anything against Luton to suggest he should be dropped. So I just keep him in. He's 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 flying off of a clean sheet. Like maybe he's quicker to step out. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have been him in that position in that moment in the game i don't know but just we need the points on the board um i i, I am thinking i'm sitting heavy in my mind is is 
Paul, when you spoke to uh, Mark Bowen the other day, he said there there is kind of like a gentleman's agreement with certain players that if a better offer comes in in January, they can go. And that's why they came to us. Between now and January, we've got to just amass as many points as we can in case a bunch of people leave. Um, and we're not going to have the same thing where we're like, come on in, please. Um, you can leave for a better offer in the summer. Everyone's like, yeah, I can do that anyway. Like we We need it now. Yeah, I agree. That's a massive worry for me. I, I think we just need to get as many points on the board as possible by January because clubs will come in for them or a club will say, well, let's have that player back because now we can get a, a proper fee for them and move them on to another club. It's not because they're going to move to necessarily a much better team than us because of all the players that have come in, I would say probably Fauna's the, probably the one. You could probably get a better team than us right now, but lots of the and others. I, I think... thought he was good last night. Like when he, he came on, it was a great. different, yeah. different game, and mm. his his willingness to push forwards, um, his ability when he does push forward. There, there was one uh, where he was like packed into the corner, player all over him, and he wriggled free and drilled a ball across the six yard box. It's like that's nice. Like let, let's have a bit more of that kind of energy. Um, I'm, I'm hoping he starts more often than not. One thing I want to say is Baba Ramam, he's one of the players that could leave in January, possibly. We don't know. Maybe he'll be here for the whole season. But would you be so upset if Nesta Guinness Walker was actually starting ahead of him? You'd want another left back as cover, but would that be a yeah. bad thing? Would you think? So, surprisingly, um, and sorry. Matt, I've just jumped in and answered that one. I don't know if that was opposed to you, but um, for me, I think Raman's a good left back and it's nice to have someone of his calibre there. If Nesta Guinness-Walker was the starting left back, I would have zero complaints. Like he's, he's showing good things. He's getting better as the season goes on. I think your second point there is is where the worry would come from. If he gets injured and we don't have someone like Raman, then we're back into like, okay, is T-Mac shifting out there? Are we trying Hoylet on the left? Like, we just don't have that depth. That that would be where the worry comes from. No slander against Raman. No. Um, and I think he didn't have the best of games last night. I think um, it was quite quiet. I think fans are a little bit frustrated with some of his attacking play sometimes. But I think with how well Nesta Guinness-Walker played at the start of the season... And especially going forwards, you know, when you're playing kind of this wing back system, which where you're playing more as a three at the back than a five at the back and your wing backs are more kind of, you know, wide wingers or wide midfielders, you know, you need to have that attacking intent and that attacking intelligence, which Guinness Walker gives you um, arguably on that side. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens Tuesday night with that, whether Rahman starts, whether Guinness Walker starts, because Guinness Walker did actually come on, I think, for the last 10 minutes um, of the game after after Preston got their second goal. Guinness Walker came on. But to be honest, the game petered out. Nothing after that goal. Preston, to be fair to them, we talk about sometimes teams that see games out very well. Preston saw that game out fantastically. There was six minutes of added time and Reading didn't really have... They had a couple of shots, but didn't really have any sniff of, of a chance. Was it them seeing it out or just being absolute shit, really? It's it's probably, <laughs> no. it's probably a I, little I bit I want to be harsh for the team, but we'd have one or two chances. We had the four-hour shot, which was straight to the goal. He did well to create it, which kind of like summed him up last night because mm. I thought he did do well when he came on. And we had the Tom Inch shot. And I've got to say, watching on Sky, I thought that might be going in. 
at the there, moment there was it. one moment that yeah. i thought it because it, it was very close it has to be said it wasn't a million million yards wide it was very very close um and that was about on 90 minutes i think that he struck that so it would have it would have really what well, would have you would have thought that would have got a point um but i think it's 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 fair to say i think a lot of fans were frustrated at the way preston were playing but i think as reading fans i think you've almost got to take a step back and think Preston actually did to us last night what we've done to quite a few teams this season. You know, gra- grabbing a grabbing two goals kind of on the counter, which they did. Time waste, which we do a lot of. Fans might not like me saying that, but we are probably one of the most biggest time wasting teams. They, they they just kind of they pull inst pull ints. You know, um, if there was a time to use that, you've just been pull ints. That was kind of on uh, on. The Reading Twitter feed last night, it, it just, yeah, it petered out and kind of credit to Preston. They saw it out very well. Um, it does leave us in a bit of a, a bit of a situation coming up to the international break now, because we've got two more games left uh, for the international break. Watford away and Hull away. Two teams that, well, Watford doing very well and got some very good players and Hull that we, we never normally actually beat Hull. Hull are probably one of the worst teams we have record-wise that we normally face. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that will come is what happens with the team coming into Watford away. Um, we'll dig into kind of the, the game more probably on the preview that will be before the game. But I mean, Dave, coming into Watford, what are your thoughts, kind of changes you, you'd make, expectations for the game? Yeah, it's a strange one because on the on paper you would say right away from home, good team, be a bit more defensive, try and be solid, um, and and try and get the point. I don't know that that really works with this team as much as we would uh, we would think. Uh, so I'm, I may even say you you do something where maybe you you put Shao up front. You have Ince and Mate kind of swapping on the wings as like kind of they're forwards, but they can drop a little. Um, definitely, I'm bringing Fauna in for Loom. Uh, I don't care whether it's look, it's not about attacking. We need to be solid. Sorry, Loom needs a couple of games to think about what he's done. Um, I'd have Guinness Walker in, even though, again, we say he's more of the attacking fullback and, and maybe Raman's more defensive. I think we need to just get forward and get goals and try and do it that way. Uh, I, I don't think we're a team that can sit in and try to be defensively solid and withhold the uh, uh, pressure, shall we say. Biggest question, though, what's your prediction? Do you think we're going to be able to scrape a win? I think we're going to lose 2-1. That's the, like, I'm, I'm sorry to be negative. I, I'm, I'm not being a, a naysayer. I think we've got a chance because I think we've had a chance in most games this season, obvious uh anomalies aside uh, i think we've got a chance there's every way we could go and win it we could we could draw we could do anything right now it just there's just something around like the general how the last few games have gone i think we're going to narrowly lose again 2-1 yeah i kind of feel it's going to be a big game because otherwise it will lump a lot of pressure on holloway but paul kind of throwing the same question to you prediction for watford are you 3-1 watford I can't see He's anything straight for us. in. Yeah, yeah. No, unfortunately, I think it's going to be one of those games when we might get a late goal, but Watford will have the game under control. And um, we wonder why we've started all the players that we should have started against Preston in a game, which was always going to be much harder. 
I, I fear for that. I hope I'm totally wrong and we go there and win 3-1. But um, really the focus for me, obviously both games are important, but the whole one is huge. We must go there and not lose. Ideally win. But as you say, our record there is atrocious, but it doesn't mean anything. It's all different players now. Preston used to have an atrocious record playing at Reading. Now they've won two out of the last three, I think. So it's, you know, these things can change quickly, but um, we'll see. Yes. Um, well, on the plus side, at the time of recording this on a Saturday afternoon, Watford are actually losing 1-0 away at Coventry. So if they could Coventry keep that up, run, They've actually Coventry are on a good year. run. Yeah. Um, and knowing my luck, by the time this goes out, it does have 13 <laughs> okay. minutes left. Watford will probably turn this around 4-1 and then trounce us probably 4-0. <laughs> probably. Um, probably. That's but... football, isn't it? <laughs> it's here just to destroy your egos, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Um, but hopefully, hopefully we'll have a good game. Um, I, I want to give a positive. I was hoping one of you was going to say a draw or a win because, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry, I can't see a win either or a draw. Um, yeah, I might go with a 2-1 to make it closer. Um, but yeah, um, it's going to be a tough game either way. But Paul and Dave, thank you very much, obviously, for for joining us on on the podcast today. Thank you, obviously, all you guys as well for listening. If you have enjoyed it, be sure to obviously give us uh, obviously a rating on Spotify and Apple. Follow us on all of our socials to keep up to date with our podcasts that are going out. And we'll catch you in the week for our previews and reviews of Watford and Hull. Thanks, guys.